Hello and welcome everyone back to the podcast. It's the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 90. It's uh, it's actually a Tuesday. Um, we're recording a bit early because, well, just because. There was lots of cool things that came out over the past couple of days and I really want to talk about them. And of course with Christmas coming up next week, Lord only knows what's going to happen. So I figured, eh, why not? Let's go ahead and do a show today and uh so coming up on the podcast we finally got at least a little bit of information about grand blue fantasy relink we got tons of information about final fantasy 7 remake uh we got some info a, a surprise announcement for you bravely default fans we'll get into that just a little bit later and uh, always We've got some Persona 5 scramble news to go over as well. So you don't want to go anywhere. We're going to kind of take these a little bit slower and a little more in depth, really get through all of it and have a great, great podcast. So without further ado, any other week, I probably would have led with yet more Final Fantasy VII remake news. And if you're like me, you don't really get tired of it, but... Uh, the game I am, it is at the top of my list. You guys have heard me talk about it time and time again. That I'm just, I'm really excited about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, and we knew we were going to get more information about it at the Grand Blue Fantasy Festival 2019, and that happened. So let's get into it. First and foremost, we did not get a release date. I know, we were really kind of hoping for that, at least a window, Um, you know, typically that's the way things go, okay, here's what year it's coming out, here's what, you know, season it's coming out, but all we have is the placeholder of 2020, And, and I'll get into it a little bit later on how that makes me feel, but I kind of want to really get into the released two videos um the first one is about a minute and 19 seconds if i remember off the top of my head and it is pretty much purely um animation i i watched it just a little while ago again and i'm pretty sure it's just straight up animation i did not see any gameplay in that and um and that's okay as it was kind of introducing the characters that we already no, and if you've watched the anime, you know some of these as well. They've got these new characters that then they highlighted in a, I think, 11-minute-long um, co-op playable preview section. And then now it is pure gameplay, and it does not disappoint one bit. Um this is what they, uh, this was the press release from Psy Games. In a four player multiplayer gameplay walkthrough, a Grand Blue Fantasy Relink unveiled at Grand Blue Fantasy Fest 2019, the Dragon Knights, Lancelot, Vane, Percival, and Siegfried appear as playable characters. 
in addition to demonstrating each knight's abilities and arts, as well as the power of the ancient dragon boss enemy, it is a must-see, uniquely multiplayer gameplay showcase where battles unfold through character cooperation. In addition to the gameplay walkthrough, the fourth official trailer was also unveiled, which features the four knights as they gallantly rush to hold back the horde of monsters that threaten to overrun the crew. They released a bevy of new screenshots, and these seem to be more from in-game locations that I did not see in either one of the trailers. Well, maybe I take that back. Actually, a lot of this is from the trailers, but um, doesn't mean it's not good stuff and uh, very, very stylized and cool. So here's the Dragon Knights. They say... That Lancelot is the Twin Fang prodigy, captain of the knightly order of the White Dragons. Despite his youth, he is more than capable of leading forces of an entire kingdom. Uh, your uh, special abilities are going to be mapped to the R1 button, and then so you're, when you're holding down R1, you'll get to press square, triangle, circle, or X to unleash your special attacks. He has Blade Impulse, the Kaltzwanger, the... The Venusstrom and La Douche, <laughs> I guess that's how you say it. You have Vane, he's the Knight of Fellowship, a Knight of Valor. He pours his heart and soul into protecting his homeland, his friends, and comrades in arms. He has the Rampart, the Lift Divider, Breakthrough, and Arm Gain abilities. Percival is the Lord of the Flames, and I think. He was the one that mostly got the gameplay. Uh, it, I'm pretty sure. He is, he's possessing the makings of a king. This young man strives to create a kingdom free of war with other like-minded individuals. And uh, he has a couple of uh, ones I can't really pronounce, plus Flame Marsh and X-Steel. Then you have Siegfried. He is the Dragon Slayer. Once reviled as a traitor, that didn't stop this little knight from heroically saving his kingdom. From Crisis. Uh, his specifications. Uh, it is being developed for PlayStation 4. It is an action RPG. Its price is due to be determined. Its release date is to be determined. And developer is Psy Games. Um, I definitely invite you guys to check this out. As I am hoping that you are as excited as I am about it. Now here's what. Like I said. We didn't learn anything from the animated cutscene. Other than these are these four new characters. That will join the Fred. I don't get the feeling that they are party members. They seem to be something else. They kind of just join in. But then obviously you'll be able to play it in this multiplayer section. And maybe that's one of the many reasons why this game is taking longer than um, longer than we perceive it to be. At the very beginning of this, it says Quest Start. And I may be completely off track on this, but it appears to be that it's kind of like you join a a room or 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 whatever. You play on these certain quests, or you could jump into and out of maybe from a main lobby or from a main game world into this quest. And it probably is a section of the game already built, but now you get to play it with four players online um 
It looks so much fun. It, I am not an online gamer at all. I have dabbled in it a little bit, but this looks like the type of thing that I'd want to play. Um, like when you see treasure chests on the field, you can definitely tell that each player gets that treasure chest. It's only going to open one time for the party, but everybody gets the loot. Um, you can especially see this at the very end after they defeated the ancient dragon, which is just an epic, uh, super fun looking battle. Um, it also shows off their combined abilities and link attacks and stuff like that. Stuff we haven't seen, or at least I haven't seen until now. Four treasure chests pop open. And while they, you know, each of the characters kind of runs up to open one, your character then gets to go over, you know, to the ones that are already opened and then get the loot out of it, which is which is pretty cool. That's the way it kinda kinda should be. But then after that is all done. It flashes up something to the of quest completed. That is it. A little, you know, cutscene unfolds and then it looks like it fades after that point. Um, I am eagerly anticipating this title. I have went from the camp of I'd like to see it come out soon to just take your time. Um, We've got plenty of games to kind of hold us over in the meantime. Until then, it looks like they're trying to do something kind of special with this one. And I'm okay with that. I, I voiced the fear of it getting, you know, switching platforms onto PS5. And, and we may still see a PS5 version of it, but I truly believe now that it's being developed for PlayStation 4 is going to come out at the very end of, if not past the end of the life of the system, and it won't really matter because it looks fantastic. Um, everybody knows that first batch of <laughs> games that come out for a uh, for new system aren't always the most impressive things we've ever seen. While they do have certain elements that make them look impressive, um, they're all usually they are not the highest quality game. It takes a while for these developers to get into a system and really learn how to make a standout polished game. And I think we're going to get that with this. I'm excited. Are you guys excited about it? Let me know. Head over to the Facebook page. Join our growing community. Um, I have so much fun with you guys in the Facebook uh, group, posting pictures and talking about different topics. Of course, I always have all the stories up on there for everyone to talk about. Uh, you guys are just awesome. And then we had uh, Zach, Aaron, and Dustin joined the group, at least in the past um, past week or past couple weeks. Uh, I think we're getting kind of close to 100 people, which doesn't sound like a whole lot. But I want it to be a small group because small groups are more fun. I, I can't think of anything worse than having a group with like 50,000 people and your job is now <laughs> to take care of a Facebook group that you're not getting paid to do. It's just taking up all your time and energy. That's not really what I want. I'd wonder, I want to have it as a small group that we can actually have human interaction with and show off. Like I finally got all my games set up and I put my picture on there and I'm going to try to do that for more often. I encourage you guys to do that. Share your gaming pictures. It, did you get, you know, hand or a week, if you get something really fun for Christmas, post it on there. Be excited about it. 
and you're going to have other people excited to uh, to talk about it with you. Let's talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. Um, they are pubbing this thing hard. We knew that they were going to do this. Um, if you recall how much um, marketing goes into a triple a squaresoft title maybe you forget because it's not been that long since final fantasy 15 came out or 13 did you guys know actually fun fact today is the 10 year anniversary of final fantasy 13 coming out yeah it was kind of a sad day i didn't like that one <laughs> anyway the if you don't uh squaresoft is actually a pretty good um Square Enix. I don't think I'll ever go to not call it Square Soft. Um, Square Enix has a really good Instagram account. If you guys want to follow them, they do some fun stuff on there. And they've actually shared a few of these things on there. So Square Enix has released new information and screenshots from FF7 Remake, highlighting, they say, the Sephiroth. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the members of Shinra Electric Power Company. They didn't say the Aerith's abilities. That's good. Aerith's abilities in battle, the Shiva summon, the train graveyard, and the Shinra building. That is fantastic. Additionally, Square Enix revealed two new visuals featuring Tifa and Sephiroth as and uh, shared 11 developer comments. So the two visuals that are um, highlighted are uh, Tifa at the whale windmill thing that's there in uh, Nebelheim. Is that how you say it? That's how I've always said it. At Nebelheim, whatever it is. And kind of having her looking up at the starry sky. It looks like... uh, She doesn't look... It's it's definitely a younger-looking Tifa, but not by much. And then it has the infamous remade picture the Sephiroths and the flames uh, with his back turned and Mazarmane drawn it's like you could feel the heat and the anger oh it's it's amazing and uh because this game is being geared to people who have never played the game before again they are going into more detail some of it you'll know some of it you may have forgotten uh they say Sephiroth is a is famed as the finest member of Shinra's elite soldier unit. His gallant efforts in the war with Wutai made him a hero, and he's inspired many brave youths to join soldier. Sebroth is believed to have died during his top secret mission, but there may be far more to the story than people know. And it gives some background on the Shinra Electric Power Company. It is such, it's such a cool tale. Because why wouldn't like the most evil company in the world be some ruthless power company? You know, <laughs> President Shinra is the current president of the Shinra Electric Power Company. Raised the company up from a small arms manufacturer to the massively powerful conglomerate it is today. He can be generous to his allies, but when it comes to business, he's utterly ruthless. He's willing to use cutthroat business tactics to make a profit and eliminate anyone who gets in the way. The image of him is 
is so cool because we got very little of him the first time around and it's it's intense honestly his picture is intense um and i'm hoping that's a character that we you know we're going to get so much more insight to these characters with this game and he's a character that i really want to learn some more of the motives behind his decisions um i've always struggled with this guy's uh pronunciation as well um Heidegger, is that, is that how you're supposed to say it? That's how we're going to say it. As well as being the director of public security, Heidegger has been President Schindler's right-hand man since the early days of the company. He's just as ruthless as his boss and would do anything to get what he wants, even sacrifice his own subordinates. He's trusted implicably by the president and has made public security the most powerful department within Shinra. And he will know... Uh, how ruthless he can be. We got an introduction, and I wasn't quite sure we were going to get this. You know, during the one trailer, the new character that was seen parachuting in while uh, Jesse and Cloud were on the motorcycle, we have a name for him, and it is Roche. R-O-C-H-E, Roche. Um not sure how he wants to pronounce his name. I guess we'll know soon enough. This C3 soldier turned rebel is also known as Speed Demon. He loves bikes, speed, and anyone who can give him a challenge. His comrades, however, find him annoying. He constantly squeals his rear tire and makes them choke on fumes of burnt rubber. So he kind of sounds like a word that I can't use on this family-friendly podcast. Oh my goodness. So that's cool that we finally have a name for this guy. And um, I have a feeling that we're going to be fighting uh, Mr. Roche here fairly early in the game. Uh, This next part is called the Battle Introduction for Aerith. And it had some accompanying screenshots, so it'll be hard to completely understand what I'm talking about. I'm just going to read them to you anyway. Uh, These next screenshots demonstrate how she fights. A press of the square button will make her launch a ranged magic attack by pressing square in repeatedly or holding the button successive attacks can be unleashed in addition the number of targets will in, targets hit will increase and attacks will cover a wider area and it almost shows like this attack looks like it's skipping off of one enemy and going on to the next two so that's pretty awesome she has her unique ability by pressing the triangle button Earth will unleash her unique ability, Tempest. You can also charge the attack by holding the triangle button at maximum charge. It will explode repeatedly after it hits an enemy. Soul Drain lets Earth absorb MP from a foe. As she specializes at magic attacks, using this skill will be a necessity in tough fights. That's awesome. Uh, Lustrous Shield allows Earth to summon a magical barrier which will keep enemies at bay and block projectiles. What's more, any attackers who come into contact with the shield will take damage. Uh, are you guys excited about playing as the other characters? I don't... Re- okay, so Barrett, yeah, sure, whatever. I guess you're going to have to control him uh, from time to time with his long-range stuff. But And, uh, you know, Cloud's going to be your go-to. 
He's going to be fun. I'm really excited about playing with Aerith. Um, I've always kind of liked playing as the magic caster in um, these action RPGs anyway. And I think she's going to be a lot of fun. And I know Tifa is going to be a blast to play with. I mean, if you really pay attention to her during the gameplay segments, obviously they're focusing on Cloud a lot. But if you kind of watch her just jumping and bouncing around the place, she looks like a blast. So I'm really, I'm looking forward to that as much as I am anything with this game. Um, I talked about Instagram a second ago. They actually showed Shiva um, a few weeks ago. And her summon, and it it kind of reminded me of thirteen a little bit, um, but her look in this one really reminds me of uh, Final Fantasy VI. Um, just the way she's positioned in this image, they say uh, characters in Final Fantasy VII remake can use summon material orbs that let them summon an intensely powerful ally into the fight. The Queen of Ice, Shiva is one such shaman. <laughs> shaman. Summon. This frosty figure gives an icy glare to enemies and a loving smile to allies. She skates around the battlefield and manipulates the air to freeze enemies in the blink of an eye. Once summoned, Shiva will fight automatically, but you can also issue commands to her to make her use specific abilities. Heavenly Strike creates a ice, a giant glacier, and smashes down into an opponent. Summons are governed by a special gauge. When it's empty, they'll disappear, but just before they leave, deliver an especially powerful move. Of course, Shiva's special ability is Diamond Dust, a move fans of the original Final Fantasy VII may remember. Shiva encases enemies in ice and then shatters them in spectacular fashion. Uh, in so I, I did want to dive into this image a little bit as it's uh, it's got heavenly strike right above an opponent and without knowing it looks like it's in the tray of grain yard it looks like it's a boss fight and until confirmed otherwise I'm going to go on the idea that these specific situations that you had to use summons is is going to be a little more regulated if not um con- kind of controlled to boss fights i can't see the enemy in this they did a good job of kind of hiding it it appears to be a rather large figure on a horse um either boss or or large enemies in large spaces at the very least as you're going to need some some space to have these summons with you, we may we may not know that for sure until the game comes out. This uh, new story episodes Final Fantasy VII remake takes many locations from the original game and redesigns and reinterprets them to add additional depth. Obviously, you can't get a sixty or seventy hour game in Midgar <laughs> without greatly expanding things, and I am a okay with that. The story is more detailed, too, with more dialogue, story sequences, and a greater portrayal of citizens' lives. Here's the aforementioned. Trave, train Graveyard is a perfect example of this. 
Originally used during the construction of Midgar, this area has since become a junkyard for old and abandoned trains. It's one of my favorite sections of the game. Uh, Strong winds make the rusting carriages creak and moan, and odd high-pitched sounds echo over the area. You may remember this location from the original FF7. In that game, there was no dialogue here. But in the Final Fantasy Remake, characters will talk to each other as they explore the maze of wreckage. It's exactly how you would how you would think of it. The new game also adds new story to this area with multiple scene events. It kind of shows Aerith um, off on one side looking at some debris, cloud in the middle, and then Tifa on the right looking over uh, a closed off barred area. And just kind of I'm assuming they're kind of talking to each other. And then in one part, you remember how you had to hop into some of the trains and get them to move? It actually shows this part with the three of them in the you know, engineer part of it, making a train move manually. And in the last image, we've seen an image or two of the ghosts from the train graveyard, and they are kind of like, they're stitched together with like an old cloth and floating around. And it actually shows Aerith touching one. So that's an interesting image, to say the least. And it'll be really cool to see what happens in this. I believe this is the last part yet. We're going to talk about the world of Final Fantasy Remake, in particular the Shinra building. Uh, they've got a really cool new image that shows a soldier out front looking up at the building. The headquarters of Shinra Electric Power Company is a 70-story skyscraper in the middle, in the center of Midgar. On the upper levels, you'll find the offices of President Shinra and the directors and a memorial floor where you can learn more about the history of Shinra. That'd be cool. I want to explore that level quite a bit. Alternatively, head to the Visual Entertainment Hall where you can see the latest technology being demonstrated. Of course, the first thing you'll see is the expansive entrance with the uh, stairs and the escalators and the big just awesome open part of it inside the building you can take a look at some of the shinra cars on display and it appears that the uh truck thing that they make the getaway in is pictured here we'll have to see if that is is actually the same one or to unwind want to head up to the relaxation floor this is incredible with the uh the tree in the middle of the room, encased in glass. Um, they're doing a really solid job with all these uh, images and keeping, just keeping, you know, your appetites kind of wet for this thing. I anticipate we'll get a little bit more every couple of weeks or so leading up into the release. So is your favorite pitch still super high for Final Fantasy VII Remake? Are you kind of just wanting the game to come out? Um, don't forget there was a new trailer that came out for the game. Uh, it focused just on cloud. It came out during the uh, game awards a couple of days ago. It's nothing new. It was more of, okay, maybe there's people in this audience who have not been following every piece of information to drop out about the game. So here it is. And here's the introduction to it. It's a good, not, I'm not saying it's not a, a bad it's it's a good trailer but it's certainly nothing that we haven't already seen 
before. So those were the two big ones. I had to get into that. This is why we're talking about it today rather than waiting for our normal day of Thursday. But let's take just a quick breather here and have a word from our sponsor. We'll be back with the rest of our stories here on the JRPG Report. All right, everyone. Got a few more things to talk about, some exciting new announcements. But first and foremost, guys, we just need one more person to sign up for listener support for the contest to be active. Dalton, Andre, Jordan, and now Dustin have signed up and are eligible to win either Final Fantasy Remake Limited Edition or Persona 5 Royal uh, Special Edition or just whatever you guys want that is in that $80 price range. You can get it. You can win. Just one person to sign up so we can make that contest go live. Um, remember it's cup just two more weeks. So sign up so we can get that away. It's going to be super lots of fun. Very, very high odds of you winning. <laughs> anyway, let's get back into the news. I had teased about, um, bravely default. What? I'm sure you fans of that are like, come on, dude, get to it. What are you talking about? Square Enix has announced bravely default two for the switch it will launch in 2020 nintendo will publish the game in the west they had a brief announcement trailer for it and here is the overview of the game step into a brand new world with four brand new heroes a new world a new story and all new heroes of light await in an original rpg experience arriving on the Nintendo Switch system in 2020. The successor to the original Bravely Default game comes from the team that brought you the Bravely series and Octopath Traveler and features music from Revo, acclaimed composer of the Bravely Default soundtrack. Key features include a brand new entry in the Bravely series, travel the world in search of the four crystals, and the latest incarnation of the brave band known as the Heroes of Light. Latest creation from Team Asano, creators of the Bravely series and Octopath Traveler. New brand, uh, new world filled with new characters, but the atmosphere and excitement the Bravely series is known for. So you'll want to check out that announcement. It didn't show a whole lot. Um, it did show some of the locations. It kind of showed what the game is going to look like on the Switch as opposed to the 3DS. Very exciting announcement, and it certainly looks like this is the new Final Fantasy for fans of the old Final Fantasy games. I mean, the, it's got the Warriors of Light, it's got the Crystals, it's got the turn-based battle system. Um, obviously, it's a little bit more advanced with the default um, uh, feature in those, but... This is, if you're a fan of that old school stuff, this is where you're going to have to turn for that because it doesn't look like Square Enix is going back to the future, so to speak, with Final Fantasy. So if you're excited as a few of us are about Bradley Default, let us know on the old Facebook page. Uh, This is going on right now. 
If you have an Xbox One and you would like to sign up for the closed beta, applications are now being accepted for Fancy Star Online 2, available via the Xbox Insiders program, Sega announced. To apply, first install the Xbox Insider Hub on your Xbox One console or Windows 10 device. From there, select Insider Content from the main dashboard, then Fancy Star Online 2 under Games, and then Join to register for early sign-up. Only players based in the United States and Canada may apply. While the closed beta is exclusive to Xbox One, Windows 10 users can also register for early sign-up. The closed beta start date and other information will disclose at a later time. Um, I'm not sure when the beta is going to go live, but uh, if you're interested in that and you want to sign up, you can do it now, again, via the Xbox Insider Hub on your Xbox One console. In Persona 5 Scramble news, we got the new trailer for Hyrule. Um, this completes them, I do believe. Um, yeah, I, gu- I don't guess they're going to include um, Kasami from Royal. So... I'm just counting a little bit. I think that's all of them. Maybe one will pop up for, uh, oh gosh, for the tech support girl. But maybe not, since she's not really a, not a fighter in that. Anyway, there's a latest video that you can check out for her. And then we got the Borgana Travel Report number three. Includes the city of Sapporo and Persona growth. Sapporo is a romantic city where you can feel the history. Enjoy various historic and beautiful buildings as well as a hot springs. The Sapporo Jail awaits the Phantom Thieves. It is beautiful, but somewhat sad world where ice is frozen over the surface. In this du- in this dungeon. In the dungeon of this difficult jail, familiar personas appear in various stage mechanics such as walls of ice and snowboarding await the players. It still has all the uh, features of the Velvet Room that you know and love from the Persona series. Um, We won't go over too much of that. That's probably stuff you already know. If you would like to check out the videos, they've got... uh, the full report, they've got just this, the Sapporo part, and then they've got the Velvet Room and Skill Cards part all broken down in the story that I shared on the Facebook page. Interestingly enough, Sega has filed a logo trademark for Persona 5 Strikers in Japan. While Persona 5 Scrambled, the Phantom Strikers is an already announced upcoming title from Sega-owned Atlas. It has only been announced for Japan and under the aforementioned name. The name Persona 5 Strikers, however, previously appeared in Nintendo an English Nintendo earnings release in October under an upcoming third-party title section for Japan, suggesting that Persona 5 Strikers will be what Atlas calls the game in the West. Only releases for Americas and Europe. Atlas tends to shorten its more complicated titles for the West, 
as seen with Persona 4 Arena, instead of calling it Persona 4 The Ultimate in Miyanaka Arena, and uh, Arena Ultimax instead of Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hold, which is a far superior title and probably should have been, uh, been the one that they went with. Um, in other trademark news, um, Bandai Nemco filed trademarks for, I won't try to say the Japanese names, but, uh, suggesting it may be working on a name for the, uh, the popular anime that time I got reincarnated as a slime in the West and Square Enix filed trademark for near. And so that kind of piggybacks on our story from last week that, uh, we're going to be getting a remake of Nier. And Capcom trademarked 50 of its classic titles, which I'm guessing on stuff like that, maybe it runs out after a certain amount of time. You've got to re redo that. Not, uh, I'm not a trademark expert, so <laughs> that's probably where, where that's going with that. Capcom also released new information and trailer for Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion detailing the yeah, Sephajiva Siege, <laughs> which begins today and runs through January the 5th. A full-grown form of Xenojiva, it absorbs energy from the environment to heal itself and change the ecosystem. It's a vicious-looking big old dragon. Um... There is now also the special quest, The Red Dragon, a cooperative online quest where you can join with uh, other members in the Gathering Hub in order to complete it. Uh, special upgradable awakened weapons are also available as part of this special fun uh, expansion for Monster Hunter World. Iceborne! Bandai Namco in, released a new game introduction trailer for Trails of or Tales of Crestoria. The trailer showcases the main story, side stories, returning characters from the Tales scene, new characters, Mario Stones battles, and more. So we're getting a little bit more information about this uh, smartphone title. Still, uh, no release date has been announced. So if you're looking to check that out you may do so via the link. Uh, a quick story, and I, and I don't know a whole lot about about it yet. It's, it was also, um, just came out the other night, the trailer at the Game Awards. This is for a game called Ruin King, a League of Legends story. Ruin is a, it's a story-driven, turn-based role-playing game being developed by Airship Syndicate, and published by Riot Forge. After set after events of Burning Tides, players will control will take control of League of Legends champions and explore the bustling city of Bilgewater and mysterious Shadow Isles in a game for the first time. Featuring fan favorite champions, innovative turn based combat, and beautiful art direction, along with brand new surprises and plenty of poros, Ruined King, a League of Legends story. Advances the story of many champions of the LOL universe and offers an exciting new way to experience the world of Runeterra. Now, I don't know anything about League of Legends. I'll be (laughs) 
affair with you, but I do know about Airship Syndicate because they made one of my more favorite games to come out in recent memory, Battle Chasers, Night War, and the art direction looks like that. So if they're implementing that turn-based battle system into a game, I'm interested and I want to learn more. And we will. This is kind of just the announcement. They haven't got very far in it. They'll uh, we'll learn a lot more later. A interesting game that I don't know how I feel about it again. Uh, it is called Hero Must Die again. And it's coming to the West on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC via Steam in spring of next year. Publisher Gigeka uh, Games and developers Pyramid and G-Mode announced the game first launched for the Vita back in 2016 in Japan. The Vita version was adapted from the mobile version, which operated in the same name from 2007 until 2012. And so uh, it is a fantasy anti-RPG where the hero must start at the strongest and grows weaker as time passes. Over 50 different funerals... Uh, in parentheses, endings, depending on what the hero accomplished. Eight unique heroines to woo, each with their own personalities and motivations, which is the one you were protecting. Visit the world you have just saved and resolve remaining problems to lead it to the best possible future. So, yeah, I don't know a ton about this one, but that's an interesting hook. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, any good TV show or or movie, they gotta hook you, right? Well, sometimes if you want to differentiate yourself in the video game market, you need a good hook, and that's that's certainly one. Um, another interesting looking title that it's certainly not a traditional JRPG, but uh, it is coming from developer Level Five, and it's called Megaton Musashi. Unfortunately, it's not a sequel to Brave Fencer Musashi. I'd love to see that one day. Uh, this game will be available for PlayStation 4, Switch, iOS, and Android when it launches. Developer Level 5 announced. A release date was not announced. A Jump Festa 2020 teaser trailer was also uh, released. Remember, Jump Festa is going on on December 21st and the 22nd. So, if all things go well and there's some big stuff that comes out from that, maybe I'll do a podcast Um Right before that to kind of wrap things up before Christmas. We shall see. Um, so this is a giant robot uh, fighting game with RPG elements to it. And a really cool level 5 look. Uh, customize your robot, a cooperative robot action RPG. Freely mix and mix and match parts to customize a robot all your own. The amounts of potential combinations is endless. Destroy forces from another planet with online cooperative play. Um, it's interesting. Check out the uh, trailer if you want to see some more about it. Um, I'm all for interesting looking games. That's A-okay with me. Uh, we got a small little update to the... Um, remember last week we talked about Compile Heart's new game, VVV Tunia. November announced Neptunia series spinoff title for PS4. It's got a new blurb and some new screenshots. Here is the new blurb. In the cyber world, 
networks of every dimension coexist. On Emo, a planet in this cyber world called Virtual Land, invaders known as Anti were destroying content, and their planet was on the verge of demise. Fair, the cyber goddess of Emo, successfully summoned beings from another dimension to her planet to become its saviors. Those beings were game mystery goddesses Neptune, Noir, Blanc, and Vert, as well as newcomer virtual idols Me and You of the group Mutrail. Summoned to an unknown world, will the goddesses and Mutrail be able to become the saviors that rescued Emu? The story of the girls' savior efforts to save the cyber world begins. And then there are typical Neptunia uh, images that go along with this game you you know this series you know what you're getting into it looks interesting we'll have to wait and see uh, how that turns out the last story that i would like to talk about is not a jrpg um i don't even know if it has those elements to it but i just want to say i'm excited about ghosts of shusima i guess that's how you say it Tushima, however it is. It was unveiled um, at the Game Awards as well. It looks to be kind of the swan song for PlayStation 4, along with uh, Last of Us Part 2. I love samurai games like that. I think they look so much fun. And this game looks drop-dead gorgeous. I am... Excited about it because you know you can't play just JRPGs all the time. You'll get burned out on them. You need other games, and so. But this uh, this one we've been kind of uh, not sure when it was going to come out. If it's going to get pushed back to PS5 even, but they did confirm it's coming for PS4 in the summer of 2020. You will absolutely want to check out the um, new trailer. I think it's about four minutes long. And it features Gen, Jin, who is the ghost. And um, just looks completely awesome. A fun, fun game that I'm looking forward to. And I'd say a lot of you guys probably are too. Because, you know, we, we, we do have to have time for other types of games. There's always time for that. But I just wanted to throw that in there as well. Not a JRPG. It absolutely is in Japan. It is made by Japanese company. But, yeah, I don't think it has any... Uh, any of those elements to it. I think it's just straight up action, which is just fine. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Don't forget, give us a like on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can check out my uh, most nightly uh, <laughs> live stream that I'm uh, still playing through Cold Steel 3 on. I just got to Chapter 3 last night as I am slowly getting through this one, but enjoying every minute of it and don't forget one more person sign up for listener support and you will make that contest live and somebody will win a grand prize in the first week of 2020 if you don't know how to do that just contact me via the facebook page send me an email james fisher f-i-s-h-e-r productions all one word at gmail.com and I will gladly show you how to do that but uh, it's at the bottom of the podcast description there's a link there check it out 
Thank you guys so much for checking out your weekly JRPG podcast. Spread the news. Make this thing uh, as big as you want to be. And join our community. We'll have a fun time each and every week. Thank you so much for checking us out this week. And until next time, get back out there and level up.